Welcome and thanks for listening. My name is Christian Buckley and you're listening to the Collab Talk podcast. In this monthly conversation with Sean McDonough and Jeff Vorosky, we talk about Microsoft Teams Premium, Microsoft Loop, and other news from around the community. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Collab Talk podcast, where we discuss the convergence of technology, business productivity, and collaboration culture. And Jeff My co conspirators today are once again Sean McDonough, a consultant and Bitstream Foundry, uh, uh, a consultant <laughs> with Bitstream Foundry in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm here with my friend Christian, who is not an announcer. That's right. Hello. I should do my announcer voice. And also Can't joining. They're just 10 bucks. They're just uh, <laughs> now. Sunday, 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 <laughs> Sunday for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. I should do that. And Jeff Vorosky, a senior architect for Insight, co-founder of the Boston Office 365 user group, and the co-founder of the new janky workshop on YouTube. <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen. Hey. Hello. I do all my intros like that. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. This is where your sound effects board would come in real handy. I, I know. Yeah. Bullets ricocheting. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> pew, 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 Monkey truck. Our focus today is Teams Premium. The, the Teams Premium, uh, the rebrand of Yammer into Viva Engage, and some other news. Uh, like multitasking, doing some fun stuff with Edge and other things. What else kind of anything else stand out to you this past month? Any other news? Anything that made your your ears tingle and gave you that extra pep in your step? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not sure about that. Uh, but, uh, uh, all right. Well, let's talk about Teams Premium. Everything, everything seems to be AI generated now. In fact, are we really having this conversation? Or is <laughs> yeah, it just I'm programmed? Definitely an AI. <laughs> uh, I know. Do how do you know if you're AI? I mean, is there is there like a self test? It's like that uh, the anti Turing test. Can I go to Walgreens and get something that I can pee on that will tell me <laughs> if I am human or not? Is that is that test available out there? It's like that scene from Loki and the um, uh, the what is it the TSA or whatever it is, and he goes so like um, step through this, sir. Why? What does it do? It it will tell if you're a robot or not. And he's like, well, do most people know if they're robots or not? Step <laughs> through, <laughs> <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. How do we know? I, that's 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 true. I mean, is there is there already sentient AI out amongst us? We just don't know. Does it know? Yeah, they subscribe to me. They they follow me on Twitter and message me. <laughs> Hi, want to talk? No, no. Uh, that's oh, who dear. keeps texting me. Give me give me the uh, the SMS spam that's coming out. Well, the I, I'll tell you. So I, some of the things that I'm excited about. You guys remember? You know, Microsoft used to do like the videos that would be like the future of the workplace, the future of the home, and I remember when I was shown the latest video, and I think it had been out for about a year, when I joined Microsoft back in 2006, and they had this video, and I used to always joke about it in this video that 
you know, guy wakes up at home, he steps up and he, he picks up just this piece of glass and he like waves his hand over it, touches it. And suddenly it's a phone, it's a smart device. And, and he's looking at it and he get he walks into his bathroom and there's just this blank glass wall thing. And he flicks from the phone onto the wall and everything jumps over there and he's brushing his teeth and t apparently taking work emails and calls while he's brushing his teeth and taking a shower, which just seemed really inappropriate, but anyway, yeah, never a good idea, but he would flick it in the air from the wall back onto his device, walk out to his car, flick it to his car and continue again. I don't know that that's legal to be on work-related calls and be, uh, you know, while you're driving. <laughs> yeah. But then it could be a smart car, and it just might be driving itself. But anyway, but all this stuff smart that car you would saw, pull over. And my running right, my running <laughs> joke was though that in the future you need to invest in Windex because everything is glass and there's fingerprints everywhere and 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 germs and you're constantly wiping everything down. And that and good warranties, because when you flick one that one time, when you flip the thing out of your hand and it bounces <laughs> off your car and breaks. That's right. It's that Gorilla Glass. It, it, it never breaks. Come on. Uh, yeah. So with all of that, there's a bunch of cool features that came out of that where you're where, that are actually real now. Um, the, I'm trying to remember what whether it was like a build or at uh, Inspire, it wasn't Ignite, I know that, but where this was like six or seven years ago where Microsoft did like the future of meetings. So on stage, they had this little conference room with four people in there. And what was interesting about it was that what they, what they said was coming, forthcoming was the technology so that before you even arrive at the meeting and there were the four people in the room, there were people that were dialed into that, it would summarize, it would help organize that activity before you even got there here here's what you need to review here's what you need to do before going to this meeting once you're in there it would do like the transcript it would capture that would help organize that you know it was showing like the transcript it recognized the people in the room in the transcript but like sean's talking now now christian's talking and then jeff is talking and we can't get jeff to stop talking and then somebody online <laughs> it talks but the transcript would recognize whose voice it was and jump around and capture that. And then following the, the meeting, you would get like the summary of that. The, it would automatically pull out any tasks that were discussed that would be assigned to you and automatically send reminders. It would send summaries. You could jump into the conversation, the video if it was recorded or the transcript of where the context was to the task. And it, you know, so post-meeting, and, and that it all just seems so futuristic but a lot of that is what is now available or will be available via Teams Premium. We're finally seeing the reality of those. Once again, what seemed outrageous in the video is now the reality. So if you've got Teams Premium, of course, if you've got Teams Regular, you get an email that says, your tasks are available for only $9.95. <laughs> Act now. Right. But wait, well, they, there's more. <laughs> well, they are trying to, uh, yeah, they are. Microsoft is trying to, to, in some ways, nickel and dime a bit with these net new services. But yeah, they, they're they've got their 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 business needs. They have their needs to charge needs. more money for stuff. Yeah, now that they got us all hooked, yeah, now they can uh, start to you know dangle the expensive carrots in front of us. Yeah. 
the old but, trench coat routine has, has succeeded and we've all gotten the first taste for free. So, but, but we can do more with less guys. Oh, work smarter, not harder. <laughs> or have we entered the Dilbert zone? <laughs> well, I, I do like this stuff. And I know that for, you know, MVPs, we're talking about trying to get these, uh, these licenses for free, at, you know, what they cost. I I, people ask me all the time, you talk about this, it's like, what does that stuff cost? I was like, I don't know. I never look at that pricing. Yeah. I, I, I like to talk about the art of what's possible, <laughs> not the reality of what it costs. <laughs> yeah, speak, speak to the sleaze over there in the scummy suit. He'll tell you what it costs. <laughs> that's always, you know, hey, that's always been the rule of, rule of thumb. And that's, I, I don't think I've done a presentation like on productivity tips and people come over and that's generally available. It's like, well, depending on the skew that you're in, generally available <laughs> yeah. if you have the premium of E5, uh, you know, some of the stuff like, is there, are there additional licensing costs above E5? I, I realize that Microsoft, one of their primary selling metrics right now is to move the world from E3 to E5. Mm-hmm. That's just a reality out there. I don't think I'm hurting anybody's feelings by saying that out loud. Yeah, it's Microsoft. If you talk to any Microsoft salesperson, that's their likely their number one metric. It's I think it's even surpassed Azure consumption as on the uh, you know the the top three things that are important to Microsoft seller. Wouldn't well, surprise me. Yeah, so I think it's E five is number one. Azure consumption is probably number two, uh, and then I think Teams Mal is still in the running at number three. And where's uh, SharePoint designer licenses? Oh, that's that's easily- I'm the, the burning top, pyre top out 50. back. Yeah. <laughs> SharePoint well, destroyer. Yeah. But I, some, some of these features though are man, awesome. The, the intelligent recap, I mean, I really want to play with this. I really want to yeah. check this out because it, it, it is to, to see the, the depth of like the, continued development of Microsoft 365's task management capability, you need that intelligence. You need to to be able to pull things out of emails and meeting transcripts and go and, uh, and, and assign those to people, at least alert them to, to confirm whether it was actually a valid request. I mean, I do, I, I even for my own little tenant, which is just a test tenant, tenant my CollabTalk tenant, um, getting the, you know, any emails that come in, getting the Cortana emails. Um, so now, sorry, the, uh, uh, the Viva emails. Insights. Yeah. The insights to get those and, you know, four out of five of them, I just look at it, scan it, nothing delete. And then once in a while it'll be like, oh, oh yeah, yes, that is it. I need to follow up on that. Yeah. So I, I look at those every single day. Yeah, no, those are definitely useful. Um, and with, you know, depending on the project I'm on, sometimes I'm in, you know, back-to-back meetings all day, every day. Other days I have one a week. But for those days where I have the all-day, everyday meetings, um, it having stuff like that is going to be hugely – I'm not going to go back and look at the recording. Um, I want to see no. what are the things yeah. that I didn't have time to scribble down or nobody else did, what it captures, and what I can do with that information. So that's all that really matters out of those. Well, 
But how cool is that, Jeff, if, if it's able to identify that, hey, somebody asked you, hey, could you follow up on that? So there's a task there. Mm -hmm. And you could look at that task and still have questions and then jump back without going through the entire recording, look right. at the transcript or look at the recording back to the discussion around that item. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Sean was full of that Computer, when he asked me to do that. I'm not doing for that. Jeff. <laughs> yeah, and, and being able to um, uh, the auto chapters too to kind of be able to segment out a meeting too because there might be you know one section where you're talking through a design um, for an application you know that's awesome. I I also thought how you can you remember that episode of the U.S. of the Office where uh, Dwight is recording the meeting because uh, Michael Scott isn't there and so Jim then says is there's there's talking in the meeting and Jim says, oh my gosh, Dwight, put down that knife. You know, <laughs> you can totally do that. You, you can play with people, be like, you know, hey, here's something that I need to do. Hey, Jeff, you need to go take a flying leap. Uh, just remember to do that in the next week, take a flying leap. And it'll then, it should. Jeff, take flying leap. Your task, take a flying leap. <laughs> you probably want to go check the context of that. To, to see if you actually need to take a flying leap there, Jeff. <laughs> Future <laughs> patterns of abuse. <laughs> I'll just say that, that, that you know, once humans understand how they're being measured, they then optimize their, their behavior for that measurement. That's just a fact. And so I, I but I, I, this is my prediction. People are going to start abusing that or just change the, the way that we communicate in these meetings the positive side of this is to be more clear on, hey, I want you to go take a look at this or do this, or hey, reminder to myself, you know, uh, during that meeting without wrecking the flow of the discussion, uh, to to set reminders for yourself and for it to be captured and then provided back in that intelligent recap. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm more likely to trust your predictions, Christian, because you are in marketing. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's the uh, that's another truism is that all predictions are marketing related. So trust the marketers, which is uh, again and I those like who peddle out, porn. Yeah, my my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite uh, books on marketing is the Seth Godin "All Marketers Are Liars." It's a great book. <laughs> uh, go check it out, people. Uh, yeah, so we've got like the other stuff, uh, you know, the AI generated chapter. So again, I, like I never go back, watch the end to end recording. I skip through to find that. So I check the more likely to check the transcript. So to break that up and make it more yeah. consumable is great. Timeline markers within that um, to to but you know, just the AI generated tasks and the transcripts is fantastic. I've long been an advocate for, I think, within an enterprise that by default transcript should be turned on. Mm -hmm. And if it's a personal discussion we're gonna have that you can then turn it off, like that's fine. But by default, it should be on because again, my philosophy is that every meeting that we have that's within the, mic the company tenant, it's company intellectual property and it should be, you know, searchable, findable within that. But that's me. Um, the the other thing is the live trans the translations capability. So we're getting closer and closer to that that Star Trek communicator capability. 
and I, I, I would love to at least like to like I've had a you know when I do my MVP buzz chat interviews, so interviewing MVPs from around the world, I've had a couple people that have declined. They're like, yeah, I, I, I know speak good English. Like I would love to be able to. I just had somebody that was down based in in Brazil and didn't speak uh, any English at all, mm. and I we emailed back and forth. I did like my you know, Google translator being trans. I don't know which one it is, whose it is. I used a translator and it responded back to him and just said, Hey, you know, we're getting close to being able to use it within teams. So like, let's just pause on this. And when we have access, uh, then like, if I get a copy of teams premium, then, then let's schedule it and let's use that live translation, which I just think would be awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Great platform for demonstration. What was that? That old Microsoft had their translator. It used to be a dedicated site. I don't know. I don't know if it still exists. I guess I could look. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm, not exactly, no. So yeah, if you go to translator.microsoft.com and I remember so I, I've not looked at it in a while, but I've talked about this before, but it was at a SharePoint Saturday Sacramento that I helped organize quite a few years back. We were in Folsom, California, and I had some native Spanish speakers in the audience. What I did was I had my laptop in front of me. I had running translator and they, I could, I can't remember how it did it, like give them a QR code or something where they could open up for my, so basically I had my laptop facing up at me. So I was going through my slides, but I had it running and the camera on me, it was capturing my spoken word and translating it into Spanish. And they were sitting there in like the third row with headphones on looking at their laptops reading my presentation and then asked a couple questions uh and you know so i actually had somebody in the room that translated for me back but um but the fact that they were able to participate um was fantastic and i wish i had had it back at the uh, espc 2014 which was in um was it barcelona um i think that was it where they had a lot of Spanish speakers that didn't have, you know, didn't speak any English. And so they kind of split up sessions and had a number of Spanish only sessions and how fantastic it would be to be able to, to go to these, you know, this expanded audience and have people be able to read along and have it up on screen, have the live translation service, you know, while you're on stage. That's cool. Yeah. Was that the conference that everybody got stuck over in Europe because of that volcano? No, that was in London. So when the yeah uh, the Iceland volcano yeah. went off. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I, I got stuck. I was going a little bit later or I guess on time. Some people went over er a couple days earlier and then got stuck there. Yeah. Um, I remember people trying to fly south, leaving the UK because you couldn't fly over to the US. So they they went they rented a car and they drove down to Italy or Greece <laughs> or something like that to be able to catch Road a flight trip. to go to like <laughs> Miami to get back to the U.S. But they got stuck. Good heavens! Good times. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see what else. So they got like uh, other things in. They've got meeting templates, you know, branded meetings. So more that you can do around that. Um, you know, other policies and things that you can set around that. I mean, you know, to to make sure that things are confidential and the recordings are captured, watermarking, um, defining who can record sensitivity labels to better to uh, you know control any content that's shared, um, all that kind of stuff. I mean, really cool things that are coming within that capability. And then of course the webinar capability, I'll tell you, I'm not holding my breath on Microsoft to get the webinar capability right. Sorry if I'm still doubtful. They bought Live Meeting a long time ago. Mm -hmm. They broke it. And so now they're <laughs> attempting to do it again. Break it again or to fix it? Well, to, to, to do it. Microsoft, I, you're why we can't have nice things. <laughs> So th there's a there's a reason why I still pay for a third party webinar tool mm -hmm. because for webinars, my Microsoft has not been in the business of webinars. They're enterprise technology, and so now they're in their premium licensing. They provide the new Teams webinar capability. Um, so I I don't have any experience. I've been on one that utilized it. And so there are some nice things about that. Um, I know that we have, there's a lot of Microsoft people that use like the PowerPoint Live capability and there's been some successful meetings with that. There's been a bunch of failures with that. Yeah, I think it's in the category needs work. Yeah. I know Mike Nelson feels that way about it. Yep. Just push it all over to Mike. Mike says, He's not a fan. <laughs> Mike says, the guy who isn't here says. Well, something else. Uh, I guess next topic around Yammer and moving over and becoming, being rolled into the Viva Engage brand. So the five years have elapsed and it's now time to move all the skeletons to a different closet. <laughs> Sean, you're, you're a hater. <laughs> I realize I come off sounding that way. So, so I'm a huge Yammer fan. I, 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 the enterprise social networking, it's just so essential for, especially enterprise, but mid-sized to, to large companies, you have to have that platform. It is very different from using Teams, certainly from using SharePoint and other, other tools. Uh, it's an essential part of enterprise to give people that method where teams is project centric yammer or is inner loop well and yammer we'll get is to that outer loop yes i like the inner loop outer loop and yeah so yammer has been about community building so when i go in and i have i i'm managing project xyz and i'm working with jeff and sean on that project teams is perfect for that where it's a close circle of the people that are focused on that. You can have a company-wide team, which I never thought made sense. People, some customers, large customers demanded that. So Microsoft built it and it is the wrong way to use Teams. Um, 
or there's an initiative where we're doing something where, hey, we're going to have our, uh, uh, you, know, you know, well, like anybody within the company that is, you know, interested or has experience in the manufacturing industry. Let's just have an, in, you know, that's not a team. It's not a specified project. It has no beginning, middle, or end. It's an ongoing community location where anybody that joins the company that may have nothing to do with their current role, but they have experience working in the manufacturing sector to share discussions around what's happening within that industry. And you open it up for anybody in the company. Like that is a great use case, a scenario for Yammer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More correct term would be audience rather than yeah. team. Yeah. Right. So now it's, it, it, you had the, uh, you know, Viva engage you, or you had, sorry, the Yammer communities for teams. So you had the integration of Yammer with teams and Yammer was seeing a resurgence was seeing more and more net new deployments of Yammer as a standalone uh, uh, product because of that integration with Teams, especially, but also with Outlook. And then the idea was with the Viva branding launch was to uh, rename the Yammer Communities app just to Viva Engage. And so they finally said, well, you know, hey, with this move towards the employee experience, and and it is, look, at there, it's, again, back to marketing. Um, it, there's a rebranding of what it is. It doesn't change fundamentally what Yammer is. There's deeper integrations. Um, but sometimes when you're having trouble with a product or a service, um, it, the marketing thing, go in and rename that. But how many times you guys have saw this as well with SharePoint had that issue where people be like, I don't want SharePoint in my organization. Then you show them something new and they're like, that's what I want. It's like, well, yeah, that's SharePoint. <laughs> Along with a number one request, make it look like something other than SharePoint. Right. <laughs> so this is kind of the same thing. Everybody, people that have this, the people that, that most of the haters that are out there, they don't want Yammer it's the palm olive moment. Then their hand is soaking and they're like, yeah, I love this. And it's like, yeah, that's, I agree, Madge. That's Yammer. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Making me feel aged by bringing up that reference to an old. Well, it would have been fine if you hadn't said that. I know. You outed yourself, man. I know. It's because that's what old You're people You're soaking do. in it. You're soaking in it, Sean. Uh, so. So we have, you know, so it's great to see that because it is, there's a resurgence and, you know, happening around uh, Yammer and the social capabilities within that. Viva uh, is, of course, there's new features that are coming out with that. So that, which just makes sense. If you think of it from Yammer standpoint, you have the leadership corner. So the ability to go in for the leaders, the executive team, give them a specific space to go in there. Like you could do that already in Yammer, just create a community for the executive team, but they've added some new capabilities. Uh, it automatically aggregates, you know, things that are coming from those specified leaders within the organization. And so that it's easier than to go in and push out communications from the leadership team and to, to have visibility and provide feedback back to the activities of the leadership team. So that's a nice feature. And then the AMAs, which we all know about, we've done. So to actually create kind of a template for a community 
in that AMA style. So you can do live videos, but have the ongoing chat around those AMAs, around a topic. So you could have a running topic like around uh, you know, the the ongoing corporate move or moving, you know, moving offices and then just have a regular discussion and answer questions around that. People can go in there and access that all in one place and yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one other cool thing. Uh, well, I, actually, two, two other things I had on my list. So one is, uh, so loop components uh, coming to whiteboard. So just another place where you can go and add loop. Are you guys playing with loop at all? I Only a little. Is any, are any customers asking about that, talking about that? I've gotten a couple of questions about it. Somebody heard about it and goes, what's this loop thing? And, but I, anybody I've talked to about it was inquiring as to what it was rather than particular capabilities. It was just a information gathering kind of thing. Yeah, I haven't been involved with any discussions with any clients about loop yet. I just thought of a poll. I need to push this out via social, but it was like, uh, I need to think of a couple other products, but it's like, what have you heard more questions about Microsoft Loop, Microsoft Sway? You know, <laughs> think historically, yeah. I, Clippy. Say, look, it, it, you know, yeah, Clippy. Uh, <laughs> not that they're the same thing. I'm just like, you know, of, of products well, no. that are some cool things. I think Sway is underrated and people don't understand how it fits. There's a lot of really cool things about it. Very different product from Loop, and it, Loop is like the future of Word, essentially. Mm. But yeah, ChatGPT is Clippy in disguise. Yes. <laughs> Why hasn't someone just gone and put a Clippy animated face on ChatGPT? Why has no one done that yet? Uh, I've seen a meme with that. So yeah, I've seen the memes, but like somebody needs to go and. Build Let's it. see who's people... really behind this, the Scooby-Doo moment, the big reveal. <laughs> but I just think if, if you had Clippy, like a little animated and you know, create something with the, all the integrations, all these companies that are like, hey, we're doing something integrated with ChatGPT. Slap, I'm telling you, just create a little search engine with Clippy on the front and you will get attention. I think that's true. Yeah. I'd use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clippy, we're back together again. You remember back in the Windows 3.1 days, did either of you guys ever see Tiny Elvis that was put Tiny, together? Tiny no. Elvis. It was an icon on the desktop. It was based on, I think it was the Saturday Night Live skit. And if you clicked on him, he'd get up and go, look at that size, look at the size of that there icon. Oh, that's huge. And he'd do the big old Elvis thing and go down. <laughs> Had all sorts of little sayings. It was There's awesome. got to be a video of that somewhere. Tiny. It Elvis. probably is. I just you made me think of um, what was it? Was it um, there was a series Microsoft did where they had people like on airplanes and in their office, and they had like a miniature version of themselves, like a little doll <laughs> thing. I didn't was, see that. I'm trying to remember what that ad was for. I actually have. So when I was. This goes back to college. Uh, when I was in college, I I collected, you know, when, uh, the posters on campus. 
they have the expiration date on them when the event or whatever the activity was. There's a cool design lithograph. Yeah, you know, like I would go grab and I collected a bunch of these posters. I still have them. That was wow, that was closing in on 40 years ago. Stone that, Ages. Right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah, in the 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 late 80s. Uh, anyway, um, but uh, yeah, so I still have some of those in my my collection. But uh, so when I was at, I did the same thing when I was at Microsoft. There'd be composers and whatever it was, you know, it expired, and they get buried under layers of newer stuff. Uh, and I would collect some posters, and there was a series that had I can't remember what it was for. I was maybe it was part of Zune's marketing. I I don't know, but I remember the ads for it. And so you could actually, there's one point, you could actually win a prize to have a customized miniature version of you, like a doll created. Oh, wow. Was, yeah. That would be ripe for abuse. Yeah. <laughs> a boss voodoo doll. <laughs> but back to loop. <laughs> <laughs> there was no segue from that, so I just had to. <laughs> To loop it back in to loop. So adding, so adding the loop components in of just another place to go and add in. So if you're able to go in there, if you're using whiteboard, which you know people love, it's it's cool to go in there and use you know the whiteboard with the templates and out there to be able to drop in the loop components and then push out aspects of that discussion via email and utilizing Teams is pretty powerful. Yeah, it makes sense. Loop is less a product than it is a technology or a concept and a way of operation, that mm -hmm. synchronization. But the fact that you could have a whiteboard and you could drop in video, you could drop in other artifacts within that. Now Loop, again, we're, we're, I think Sway is probably next. Why would you not also be able to drop those same components in on Sway? It makes perfect sense. If you Man. want to have that level of interaction with people that have maybe maybe because the whiteboard is contained within the enterprise and controlled who's there, where a sway, depending on where you put that, it could be out publicly available and viewable to the world. And but maybe that's what you want. Maybe you want to have that level of interaction. Hmm. You guys are not excited by sway. I get that. <laughs> you're not you're not swayed I've passed out of my, my Prezi phase already yeah. <laughs> I did that hot and heavy for about 10 years and then I got out yeah that there was some of my favorite presentations ever like the one where I did where I there was a phase where I was making fun of Richard Harbridge's hair because he looked like B, Justin Bieber <laughs> and I, I I'd make I fun of Todd, Todd Clint's haircut all the time even though it looked perfectly fine, I just gave him. I, I just, uh, you know, he he has uh, psychological issues. Todd's an I easy think, target. Yeah, I said so that uh, like, love Todd and a good. So sport. The fact that I just said that, yeah, it, it, about it, bring it up. But he had. I remember he he said to me, he's like he's like his wife heard one of my comments, saw the video, said she's like and got. I don't know if she got angry, but like, well, what's wrong with your hair? Or, you know, it's like, no, it's just Buckley doing this. But anyway, that was a, yeah, those prezies where I'd be like, show something that's SharePoint related, and then I zoom in and it's Todd Klen's haircut, you know? <laughs> yeah. Love that. 
Ugh. Well, the last thing I wanted to bring up before we leave up is that this, uh, I, I just, I thought it was cool. I like the idea of it, but something we could kind of poke fun of is the multitasking within Microsoft 365 and Edge. And basically what this is, is that if you, um, I, I think it's so it's not it's not available yet, but it's coming for the the personal and family subscriptions. But in your Edge browser, so similar like you similarly to uh, Outlook, where you can open up your calendar as a like a panel over on the right side, so you can have a single view of your email as well as your calendar and kind of other other aspects. You're gonna be able to do that within within your Edge browser. This just seems really familiar. I don't know what it is to open up like an Outlook panel and have that in your browser window, taking up the right third of your screen, of your browser window. But what I is that? I think Jeff had an idea on that. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Why is that so familiar, Jeff? Oh, I think it was you, Sean. But uh, it's an iframe. <laughs> yeah, it's called yeah, an iframe, but an you say tabs. Tabs. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, another tab. Yeah, yeah. Another and I was, you know, I've been thinking about this a little bit more. This sounds almost like the latest incarnation in Windows of widgets, or yeah. if you go back to Active Desktop, remember what Active Desktop did? Is it basically gave you components on your desktop that were opening up into other applications and windows and things? It's, I all I see it as just like a continuum where you can go anywhere from you know windows to browsers and different sourcing for all of it. And it's all one big bucket of stuff. Well, this you know one of these productivity tips, a Windows productivity tip, which well, so I look at this and say, well, you know, like I'm using it right now, is that you can on your monitor if you've got. 10 different items open, but you're working. So here I've got a browser and I've got Teams open. So you actually hold the Windows key down and hit the, one of the right or left arrows and it will take whatever the primary app in this, this instance, Teams, this meeting that we're recording the session, it will automatically put that on the right side and then show you everything else that's open and you select the other one that you want to take up your split your screen and then you can grab the divider in between the two it'll take up the full volume of your screen the screen share and you mm -hmm. can slide that back and forth to size it like how much browser versus how much of the teams meeting like that's available now i have multiple monitors i can go over to the other monitor having organized the one on the left and i could do the exact same thing select one of the open items and do again, hold the Windows key, hit the arrow key, and adjust that. So you can have two monitors, four things open, and manage, you know, that you're working in actively on those two spaces. I use that daily. You can also, um, too, with the, you know, maximize button in the corner of every window, it's got the, you know, you can split it into three, you can split it into four, like, you can, you know, have, well, I think four is the max on there. Yeah. But, you know, you can, with a big enough monitor, you can have, you know, eight, 12 things open. Across. So when when hitting Alt-Tab to switch between the applications you have open is too much work, <laughs> you've got the window arrow key, or eventually you'll be able to, just so far within their demonstration with, with Outlook, have that open in that browser. So then, in, with my scenario, 
you could then, if I have that open in the browser and then I divide, I could have three things open. And you're, you're going a little inception on us here, Christian. <laughs> you're diving down to the next level. What if I had a Try. window within a window? Yeah. In a window within <laughs> that window. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a nice feature. It, it doesn't provide anything really. It's not a net new benefit, but it does make something easier. Because getting those windows sized exactly is a pain in the butt. And you know there are a ton of type A people out there who will not work if the windows aren't sized exactly right or lined right. exactly up. Yeah. Well, this is it's another example, to your point. It, it, it's not giving us anything that is really new or groundbreaking out there, but this is one of those things where it's just somebody, it, 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 it's, it's like they will actually love it. It, it could be, yeah. so there's, Microsoft will often provide two or three different ways of doing the same activity. Yeah. This sure. is one of those examples. Mm -hmm. yeah, Some people absolutely. will love it. That's why one of the reasons I love doing the productivity tip uh, uh, sessions, I've been doing them as, as of late with Tom Duff, is that there's, you know, we'll go through 10 or 20 productivity tips. People will be sitting there with the bored look on their face and be like, yeah, I've seen this before. Ah, I know about this. And then there'll be the one they'll sit up <laughs> Whoa, and be like, wait, <laughs> I've, I've never seen this. I didn't know you could do it. It's like, yeah, this has been available for about 10 years, but here's how you do this thing. And people yep. are like, wow. Yeah. Well, I that just one piece of information, the right and left arrow thing today. Like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, the other one I used to show all the time is the Windows timeline, which is no longer available in 11. Um, so if you're still on Windows 10, um, if you've got you know the timeline feature, again, this is one of those things that people that never looked down at the bottom left. You see that little, looks like a film reel. Uh, mm -hmm. You can actually click on that and it'll give you, if you're like, what was I working on three days ago? What did I have open on my desktop? It'll give you, if you have the tracking turned on, um, but you can actually go down and open up that timeline view and scroll through what was 30 days ago, what I was working on, because you closed something, you reboot, re you rebooted your machine. Like, what did I have open? It'll go and you'll see everything that you had open. Removed by Microsoft due to a fit of lawsuits. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> no, but I can easily see that. Right. How'd my wife find my porn? <laughs> <laughs> That's the second. Oh, Windows timeline. It was a very helpful feature. <laughs> uh, you know, there's probably something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah um. maybe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's a cool future feature that because I, I so I've used it because I know that this has never happened to anyone else ever in the the history of of, <laughs> of Windows, but occasionally when my system turns off. Oh jeez, what's that? Yeah, yeah, I got a new Windows Insider build this morning. It was an update that took over an hour to install. I'm like, I'm supposed to be on a conference call right now, but I'm watching Windows go one percent at a time. Nice. Yes. Those builds. There's one. What I was. My wife was asking me about. It's like, well, so I've got the new computer, which I'm still not fully moved over to and using. It's faster. It's got all these bells and whistles and things. I was just, I haven't had time to sit down and just play with it for a day or two. And yeah, you, you know, it, it's it's not just. It's, well, why isn't all your stuff out in the cloud? It's like, it's all the applications and configuring all of those things. It's just, mm -hmm. it. 
it's just a pain in the butt. I've just not had time for it. But that will be the you know the new new system. And I'm but it's eleven. It's on Windows eleven. And and there's just some other things which I might just leave on this old system. And what I just need is more desk space, more monitors. <laughs> more to ceiling. Yep. Uh, oh boy. And the ability to throw it from one. Let it flick it from next. a glass. That's right. <laughs> well, that's why I just want to for the thieves that come in, just I'm gonna have just chunks of pieces of glass sitting everywhere. They don't know which one is actually the smartphone. <laughs> they they won't know. Well, he oh, said boy. he worked with Windows. I thought he was in Microsoft, but no, it's actually Windows. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, gentlemen, well, thanks so much for joining this episode. I know there's a lot of, a lot of fun stuff going on. There is uh, one thing I would like to point people towards is to pay attention to back in the, I know we all come poor from the SharePoint world, is that the May event, the Microsoft 365 conference in Las Vegas, um, the... May the 4th event, which Microsoft has been doing since 2016 with Jeff Teeper, there's going to be a bunch of big announcements apparently around SharePoint. So there's a bunch of stuff to pay attention to the first week of May. So that'll all be live streamed and out there and you know for the people joining virtual. So make sure you pay attention to that keynote. I think we're going to have in May, we're going to have some SharePoint stuff to talk about. Yay! Yep. Viva right. SharePoint. SharePoint. Viva. Oh, wait, no, Viva is different than yeah. Quick, but it's it, anyway. oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Collab Talk podcast. New episodes are published on most Fridays, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and most other podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.